Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. All right, guys, Thursday show. Uh, I don't know if we had music or not. We're not in the studio. Jesse is not here. He's taking a day. Well-deserved day off. Um, So there'll be no sound effects. I'm at home. So I would say this. No sound effects, no Jesse, no fun. Yeah, there'll be no joy. There'll be no entertainment. There'll be no happiness. So that's the setting. I'm in a great mood today. But yeah, Jesse's taking the day. Uh, so we do have uh, Chris from Cardlighter is going to pop in at some point. I think like tw- like in 30 minutes or so, he's going to join us. And then uh, Jason's going to jump in. We got a, a cool little, an- not announcement, not even breaking news, because I think it came out yesterday, although I thought originally it came out on Friday. But we've got the Panini. 2022 FIFA World Cup Qatar sticker set. I don't really know what any of that means, so we're going to open it, and Jason can tell us what it is and who they are and if we did good or not. And kind of the basic thing with that is you actually get like a photo album, like the sticker book album you go through and try to collect the whole set. So we'll rip one of those live too, just because nothing is more riveting than visual content on an audio podcast. So we'll for sure work that in. So um, in the meantime, I've just got a couple things I want to talk about. First, a little bit of a review from this week. Uh, two decent releases. We had 2022 Clearly Authentic from Tops came out. Average product, like we talked about. We're not going to spend more much time talking about it today. It's fine. It's like 70, 80 bucks a box. You get one auto. We ripped a few today. It was average. I think Eddie ended up ripping an Otani out of it, which was pretty cool. It is what it is, but the big release of the week, obviously, was Select Football. So Select Football is still at 1650. And of course, it's 2021. So the Mac, Trevor, all the quarterbacks class. And the XRC our live cards this year because the draft has already happened, which is kind of neat. Um, I would say this here isn't this actually leads to the I guess my opening thing. It's not even a rant because I'm in such a great mood. I would never dare to be anything but happy. But I, I do think it needs to be said. Like there are times when there is no way of pleasing people in this hobby. Uh, and by the way, Jason just messaged. He's going to be here in ten minutes. This is actually perfect. So you only have solo mic for ten more minutes. So. One of the biggest complaints is, hey, wax has priced everybody out. Nobody can afford wax anymore. It's too expensive. Okay, the counter argument there is, yeah, singles prices are now way higher. Look at what singles out of select are selling for over the past 24 hours. You paid more for that box. You got more stuff. You paid more to get bigger hits. I do think there's kind of a balancing out, although it's still a risk if you're ripping wax in the first place. But you can hit big cards. Ten years ago, I could get select whatever for, you know, $3 a pack. Awesome. And you could hit the number one quarterback from that class and it would sell for $6. So, I mean, what I do think there's a disconnect there. The other thing that I hear a lot too is, you know, hey, I can never, there's never enough product. And then with select, there is enough product because they're going to make a bunch of retail SKUs. And now there's too much product and it's flooded the market. There are times, and when weeks like Prism release, select release, there's different things like that, different times, different release weeks. And this is one of them. Where I do honestly feel there is no making anybody happy in the hobby. I'll be honest, I, I like the fact that Select makes a billion and a half packs and boxes, and a lot of it goes to retail. You can find it almost everywhere. The retailing guys who have been like waiting outside of Target, that has cooled off so much because prices have come down. I don't think that's as much of an issue, at least not in the majority of locations. There's probably some cities it's a problem. But I, I don't have any problem with how, how Select is. Hobby boxes are $1,650. Does that price some people out? Absolutely. And I think that's fine. Like, 
that's just the way it is, right? As this industry grows, people are going to get priced out. It stinks, but it happens. So don't do that. So, so the perfect solution here, and again, I think Select is one of the few products I'm actually all on board with the entire release process. If you can't afford the big hits in hobby, no problem. You don't have to. Just go to retail, and you'll, which I think drops next week, and you'll be able to start buying select retail, and they've made so much, you'll find it everywhere. So it also solves the problem of not only price, but hey, I just can't find the stuff. Okay, you can find it anywhere. And for the hobby guys, I'm not sure what you thought was going to happen with select. Last year's boxes are like two grand, more than that even. It's almost like people were shocked, and I don't understand why. Like tomorrow, I'm going to wake up, and it's Friday, and I'm not going to be that surprised. I kind of knew what was going to happen. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. That's the way the world works. Select football is a hot product every year. We're seeing a ton of attention on the 2021 class because historically, again, at least in the hobby, it's almost unheard of. Six potential starting quarterbacks, some of which may or may not be stars. Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle. Like, it's unbelievable the amount of star potential that's in the class. And since hype is always the number one uh, thing that moves the needle in the hobby, like, that's a perfect storm anyways. Couple that with the timing of Select. It comes out a couple weeks before the season starts. Fantastic. For the first time ever, we have live XRC. That's a good thing. And, oh, by the way, the 2022 class on paper is very boring. Again, just talking hobby. Nobody cares about these guys. Matt Corral looks like he's out for the season, although Baker's named starter, so I don't think that matters. But I don't understand the guys who are surprised by this, and I also don't understand like the, the anger of like, man, I can't believe how expensive it is. I think it's a little ridiculous. So that is my whole stand with select football. I ripped a bunch myself. I was in some breaks. I think it's a nice product. Now, granted, if you hit the wrong team, you're going to get crushed. That is the chase of boxes and breaks and anything else in the hobby. So overall, though, I did want to at least get that off my chest. Jesse, anything to add? No? Okay. Other thing real quick, and then we'll probably have Jason here. I, I think I teased it Monday. I have a ton of stuff that I've been buying lately, and I've been kind of switching up my, I don't know. I don't know if like switching up my my mentality is the right word, but because I, I do have a couple things that I've been buying for forever. So this week I picked up a 2020 Select Silver Prism Tua PSA 10. It's the field level. Couple hundred bucks. I'm still super high on Tua, especially for the first month of the season. I think he's a great buy and flip. The other one I think is a little bit longer of a term hold, and I'm having a crazy hard time finding them anyways. 2012 Topps Chrome Russ Wilson base cards. I picked up a PSA 10 for a couple hundred dollars. Russell Wilson, I, I think, is one of those guys that it happened so quick and so early in his career with the back-to-back -back Super Bowls, uh, winning the one against the Broncos and then losing the next year against, the, um, against my Patriots. I, I just feel like people maybe forgot how good he is regular season. I would argue every year, aside from when he's been injured the last year and a half or so, on and off with little things, the guy is phenomenal every season and historically has always had a crazy hot start during the year. He's got weapons in Denver. Denver doesn't have the toughest schedule of the year to start. I, do, I think Russell Wilson is another guy, and if you wanted to just go historic with him too, because a lot of guys don't want to even take the risk and waste time with uh, Jalen Hurts and Tua like I've been, well, then give me the argument for like why Russell Wilson shouldn't be worth more than he is. It does seem, I mean, the guy is a lock Hall of Famer. Even right now, I think he's probably a lock to be a Hall of Famer, and he's going to play a bunch more years. It's just weird to me. So, so that part, I, I guess, it all kind of brings around to the point. That hasn't changed. I'm still loading up for the football season. I think it's a great time to buy football. I think we're going to see just certain guys shine and their stuff take off, and that's what's going to be you know, controlling the market.
And then we're going to see guys really looking back to past classes because I don't think there's going to be as much interest in the 2022 rookies. So perfect. Look back at 2020 with Tua. Look back at 2021 with Mac. And then go all the way back with guys like Wilson, Rogers, guys who have been historically very, very good, if not great. So that's one part of my buying, still doing that. The other thing I've been doing like a madman, this started at the National. And now I will preface this by saying I have a really nice in with SGC. Obviously, they're a huge show sponsor off, you know, on all of our socials. And we work really closely with them. Their turnaround time right now, though, is like five days. I have been buying up raw stuff that is worth anywhere from three to $25 and grading like 20 to 50 a week for the past couple of weeks. And so I've, that's really been the focus of my buying. Uh, and, I, and I have been toying around, and I keep teasing this too. At some point, I'm going to just, just fully go through with it of just putting together a repack because I think I have so much value. I'm trying to buy in bulk anyway, so like at the 75 to 80% range of retail. And especially on little stuff like that, I think guys are pretty willing to just let stuff move cheap. Hey, I want to buy, you know, 50 cards that are worth five bucks a piece. I'll give you $200 instead of 250 And then I can grade my way out of it anyways. But I, I, I have started coming around, and it's been a while because for a long time, the grading price was so much, the return time was so much, and there was just no consistency in the market. It was like, depending on what you grade, man, it's not even worth the cost of grading. But having said all that, I mean, just I'm not going to go through all of it because there's stacks, but like random stuff. Acuna tops gold label. It's a red label card numbered out of 75. I think it's worth six to eight dollars. It looks mint to me. I, I'm going to sub it. I think that's the type of card that for eight bucks and 20 bucks to sub, I think it's probably a $50 card. Um, I, I got some real, just again, old, super random Griffey inserts. Um, Jackie Robinson, and here's another kind of soft spot in the market that I've been looking at at least. The Tops Series 1, Tops Series 2, and Tops Update. By the way, I apologize there's no banter. I'll make fun of Jason when he gets here and he'll make fun of me. That'll, that'll balance it out. But for the first, the next four minutes, you're stuck with your straight card talk. Like, those photo variations, I think, are crazy underappreciated as well. They're short print, they're tough to hit, they're cool photos. I pick up a Jackie Robinson for basically a dollar. It sells anywhere, honestly, from 2 to $10. Perfect candidate to subcards like that. Some numbered Mike Trout stuff. Again, there's kind of a weird blip there where like the numbered cards are only worth eight to twelve dollars raw, and so that's the reason there's such a jump in that th in those cards too. I think a lot of people are of the mindset, which is not wrong, that hey, if this card doesn't gem, it's only worth fifteen or twenty bucks. I'm underneath. I'm underwater on the grading charge. I think if you sub enough, which I'm planning to just sub like an absolute maniac. I think it's going to all balance out with the numbers. And so, again, that's a $12 Mike Trout. It's a numbered Marvels card of Mike Trout. But if it comes back in SGC 10, we're probably looking at like $60, $65. Like, it's almost a way to, to double, almost triple up your money. And then just another, again, just kind of another random area. And I'm just kind of ranting at this point, but that's what I want to do today. 2012 Prism Vet Base stuff. It's actually kind of on the rise again, I've noticed. Again, not like it was years ago, which or a year, year and a half ago, which is good. I don't need it to go back to being crazy. But like Steve Nash, David Robertson, Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, all surefire, either already or future Hall of Famers from first year prism. I'm going to sub those things too, because again, if you can get them to grade, I think the value is there. And that kind of goes with the level of the, of the repack I'm buying. I'm, I'm planning on making anyways. Like, hey, there'll be some base and some low-end stuff, but then there'll be some intermediary hits, and then all of, a, all of a sudden, you know, like the hit at the end of it. The other thing, too, Anthony, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo stuff. I bought probably, I think I have eight rated rookies, a few bucks a piece on Anthony Edwards. If one of the eight 
I think, or two of the eight will grade out for me, and the rest of them just don't look like they will anyways, I still think those are probably 8 to $10 cards at shows. So I guess the whole point of the segment is the low-end stuff I really do feel like is coming around, not in the sense that, hey, I can sub a base card that's worth you know, $20, and now it's worth 400 but I do think now it's we're getting back to the, hey, I can sub that card for cheaper, get it back super quick, and it's worth $44. Like I, I think the, the world has kind of almost come full swing with that, which is a great thing. Um, there's a bunch of other random stuff here, too. Some old-school Vince Carter, you know, like, flair tradition inserts that I think will grade out well. And then even, like, little stuff, because I think it'd just be cool if, if there's at least hits in this repack. So I could get some David Ortiz jerseys, Manny Ramirez jersey cards. One to four dollar cards, but I would rather mess with stuff like that than get you know some of the new crap we see. Uh, the only other thing I did pick up too on the nicer side, I picked up a playoff Mahomes rookie. I've been getting into that too. I actually bought two Mahomes rookies, and they're both raw. I'm gonna see what they do. So one is a 2017 Elite. It was cheap anyways for 15 bucks. Like I think that card is probably worth more than that in a month because Patty Mahomes too. Look at his numbers; like he is way way down. And the last card I picked up is a playoff Patrick Mahomes rookie. Um, again, just a base card. Looks really, really clean. I think even if it just nines, it's probably worth a decent amount of money, more than raw. But I'm starting to kind of get back into that. Raw. Oh, and then one Vince Carter autograph, just because it was cheap. Guy gave me a good deal on it from Prism Fast Break, and he's in a Hawks uniform. Um, I guess overall point, though, as much complaining as there's been lately in the hobby of, hey, you know, everything's in a dip. We're starting to get back to where there's certain areas you can look and you can flip. And if that's your thing, and this was strictly to flip all this stuff, um, like, hey, get into it. If it grades, we grade it, we flip it, whatever. But I do think we're getting back to that point now where it's not just, hey, everything is down. It's okay. So I can't just go out and buy $100 cards and flip them for $200, but maybe I can buy a whole stack of four to $8 cards, grade some, hold some, whatever. And I, I actually am, I'm kind of happy to see that. I don't know. Like, I, I, we don't all need to be making 10x on every card like we were a year, year and a half ago where the market was insane. And this way, too, I do feel like it's a little safer. No one's getting caught holding the bag on stuff like that. So, anyways, just something I wanted to share. That's been the, all the buying stuff I've been going nuts with lately. Uh, so, the only other thing I was going to say is Chet Holmgren out for the season. I just saw that confirmed this morning. I, I admittedly so have not been following the NBA draft. I never do until... We start to see cards and the and the hobby, how they're reacting to it. I don't remember in recent history a draft class that was as underwhelming for the hobby as the most recent NBA draft class that just came out, um, that were just drafted. Chet was far and away the most recognized name and kind of like going to be the hobby savior. They may end up being phenomenal on the court, by the way. Last year's class was very good on the court. The hobby hype was average, so we saw kind of a dip. Um and, and if you just look at the streak of, you know, go back to 2017, Tatum and Mitchell, 2018, and, and others, Bam Adebayo, uh, De'Aaron Fox, whatever. 2018, you got Luca and Trey, just out of this world good. 2019, perfect timing with Ja and Zion. Last year was, oh, uh, 2020, excuse me, Ant-Man and LaMelo. And last year was just really good. Chet going down this year is not good. Like, th this class is going to really struggle in terms of hobby. So, not good news on that front. All right, Jason Flynn is here, Soccer Cards United. Very subdued, by the way. He's wearing a cardigan, and he sounds half comatose. I don't know what's happening. It's not midnight. We've confirmed that's not the time. Yeah, what's going on I, with you? Well, 
we just recorded a very big podcast episode of Soccer Cards United and it involved a lot of scandal and uh, some misappropriation of Tops Now parallels. Um, and so I kind of had a big afternoon. So this has sapped your energy. I'm getting, yeah. this is, oh, brother. You're getting Talk like about. Grandpa Jason energy. So you're dressed like a grandfather. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have grandkids yet or no? You're going to have kids <laughs> no, first? No, not yet. No, no, no. Got to have kids first. Kids first. Okay, that's fair. Although um, if I could, I'd probably just go straight to grandkids. It's not the worst thing in the world. I've heard dumber mm. ideas. Mm. All right. Yeah, we'll keep this short. I, I, yeah. You have about as much energy as Jesse today, and he's not even. No, here, I, I'm, so. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm just, oh, he's I'm sitting here. I'm I was ready. excited. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen these yet? These are the 2022, the new FIFA World Cup stickers from Panini. I think they just released yesterday. I haven't seen them in hand, um, but I did hear when I was at the national. Sure. Uh, someone from Panini was very excited to tell me and some other soccer people that this is going to be the first ever time they had parallels in the stickers. They do. I can confirm. There's a sticker on here that says that. Yeah. Uh, blue, red, purple, green, black. They were hmm. mass produced, but they added those to Chase. I love yeah, that only, model, by the way. Only in the North American release. Ooh, I also heard the gold border are the only ones released here. And they're only those are actually only in America and only the ones through Panini America's website. Mm. Okay. That doesn't seem fair to me. I don't know who's calling the shots over there. I got a sticker album too. Yeah, that looks right. I'm very excited about this. I like stickers. We were right, talking I'm, I'm the other day the about the fact that the the sticker album and the sticker design, sticker box, and everything is colored exactly in the Qatar national colors. Qatar is where the World Cup is. Sure. And in other years, the sticker album has not been designed after the host country's national colors. Um, oh. so this whole World Cup is partly designed to just promote Qatar as a solid member of the global community is that true <laughs> well I've heard, they bought that's why they, they, they bought the world club yeah sure <laughs> there's like three thousand of these i, I thought it was only a few How, what do you got five per packet it's like 50 packets in here we're not ripping all these no you know what else i heard actually we had our, our meeting with our panini people this week so they're What's doing that? three nft releases around this but one of them is the world cup historical release okay, okay. it's like messy Ronaldo, like all the old guys as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Those are not, neither one of those are old guys, but other old no, people. They're getting old. Maradona, Pele, that kind of thing. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I actually thought that'd be kind of cool. I don't even care about soccer as much, but I think it's That would be cool. I'm in on that. They have a whole load of uh, plans for the World Cup because this is their big one. You know, tops are taking every other license away, but they still have this one. I'm telling you, man. All right. So have you haven't seen these. I mean, what's I haven't the, seen these. what has been the reaction of the soccer market? So far, like, how are people reacting to these things? To the stickers? Well, like, we were kind of disappointed that they only decided to do the parallels in the US release because worldwide, whether it be in Europe, whether it be in markets like Brazil, uh, World Cup stickers are huge. They're a huge deal. So why wouldn't you do it there? Because what's going to happen, people are going to open them. They're going to go, why is this one different? Oh, my God, it's a parallel. What's a parallel? And they'll go down a rabbit hole. Some of them will eventually end up in the hobby. Doing it in, North, in in the United States, people already know what it is. They don't care about stickers anyway, so it seems like a waste of time. But I think that's fair, actually. I didn't guys, realize it was a USA only thing. That's different. yeah. You guys are the ones who need them the least, well, and you're the ones getting them. The, don't hunt me in with these people. You, you guys. people, you people. I got a blue one. Show Have me. you heard of Camille Joswiak? I haven't heard. It doesn't strike it's my ear, good. but he's a Polish player. I could see from his jersey. This is not good. And, I'm curious well, I mean, what the resale is on these things too. Not that I care, but I am just kind of curious. Is there no not good? 
Okay, even like the parallels, you don't, you're not super hopeful. Well, the parallels, we don't know. We never had parallels for stickers before. If it was a low-numbered parallel of one of the one of the top players, like a Messi or Ronaldo or an Mbappe, I'm sure it would do fine if it was in a high grade. Um, and then if there's any rookies that are in that set that don't have many other releases, then low-numbered parallels, those will do fine. Everything else, I wouldn't be so sure on. I like the fact that they're dirt cheap. Then they're only like fifty bucks, I think. Yeah, and they're for like they're just you know it's a, everyone and and their and their dog is supposed to get a sticker album and be filming it up, filling filling it up through the World Cup. So it's like a real social activity. I don't Kids in the that. playground swapping stickers. I don't spend a lot of time at playground. I can't confirm that, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, we're doing one or two more. This is now, who the else again? Let me see who else again. You want to? See? Oh, we got a gold one. Right. It's a bunch of old Italians. It just says Italy. Yeah, very good. Old Italians. That's the that's the name of the car. I don't know who these people are though, but this does not look recent. There's too Looks many like, mustaches. Oh, 1982. 1982. Paolo Rossi, maybe top scorer. Interesting. Is that right? Is that, is that year? I think maybe it's that year. We got Luke Shaw. Yeah. Laredo Martinez, Robert yeah. Albalita, and Marco Lavia. Yeah. Some sure. of those sounded like soccer players. Hey, let me switch this up. Here's something I'd never thought I would say to you. Uh, my breaking company, we bought a $12,000 box of soccer yesterday. What, what box? Yeah, exactly. I got the bill for the stupid thing. Apparently, they just released a team set with Pele. Uh, not Pele. With He has Mbappe. his first auto. Yeah, you got the PSG Chrome. There you go, PSG Chrome. Apparently, they didn't make a ton of them. Their autos and everything. There's only 270. And every box has an Mbappe, a Messi, and a Neymar auto, all guaranteed. And the other autos change. Um, and they're, yeah, very exciting. We've had two eBay sales of them so far. They they retail for about 10,000 British pounds and 12,000 euros. Okay. Um, so that's about $11,000. And um, that was on the Tops Europe sites. And the two eBay sales so far have been $20,000 and $22,500. Not mad about that for 12 grand. Yeah, no, you did very well. So this very, is a big well. thing, though, because it's his first auto. I didn't realize it's a huge it was his first thing. auto. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge... It, it, so he had two sets came out. So there's a Topps Chrome that was super limited. And then there was also like a team set, like a paper team set that came out that's like one autograph in every eight boxes. And then who knows how many of those are Mbappe autographs. So the on-card autos are going to be the thing. We haven't seen any go to auction yet, but when we do, it could be like, it's a big, big deal. Are people you know, we, keeping these things sealed, you think? And that's why I haven't seen many auctions or what? Some people are opening them, but a lot of people have sent them to like not eBay auctions. Like it's like a auction house standard card. Oh, because big money. Big, big money. Yeah. Oh, that's like, if good... the, like if the if the one of one Mbappe auto doesn't go for between five hundred thousand and one million US dollars, what? Um, then I don't know what I'm doing. Do a soccer podcast for? Yeah, it's that big. A million? You want a half a million to a million dollars? That's what I want for the one of one Mbappe. What? Yeah. 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 12, 12, 12 grand was a good price. I'm trying to think like what that card is worth just straight. Like what I'm assuming every one of his autographs is numbered to what'd you say, 270 of these made? It's so his base is his base on that set is of 79, I think. And then there's various numbers going down all the way to a super factor one on one. I wonder what that's worth. Like just a base out of 79. Yeah, I presume it'll be probably around the, whatever the box is trading for. That's where his Oh dude, yeah. I want to rip this thing then. If I'm gonna get my money back out of that card. I almost yeah, want to get it. I, a I shot. think you probably will. Yeah. If you, you had it open, then you grade it, and then you auction it off, you'd be basically back out of the box. Easy. Man. Uh, and right, the, next the, blue. The, oh, sorry. Messi that... and Neymar could be another, you know, could be another six or seven grand combined as well. Sheesh. We got some guy named Toby. Toby Aldevirel? Sure. Yeah, there cool he is. Guy. 
Germany. Yeah. They're actually a nice sticker design. I was looking at sticker designs on Cardboard Connection and uh, I didn't love the design, but they, they pop in hand better than they look online. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I actually don't mind them. Um, I think that's it. You sound like you need to get a nap. I, I, no, no, no. I just wanted to I say that. I don't want to keep you. Panini are doing a lot around the World Cup. We have, we've had Road to Qatar Don Ross. We're going to have Road to Qatar National Treasures they just announced. Oh, really? And now NT yeah. I like. I mean, NT anything I like. Yeah, very excited about that one. They're doing a Road to Qatar Mosaic. And then eventually when the World Cup comes around in November, we're going to have World Cup Prism. And who knows what else? There's rumored to be an eminence uh, oh. for the World Cup as well. So it's all very exciting. We got to figure out distribution, though, to Europe. Seems yes, like they have that to figure the, that out. That, that, I mean, that seems like that is a big deal. Like, yeah. There is much more excitement where you're at than where I am at about this stuff. There's a lot more excitement, but there's not as much money. But is that because there's not a market there? Because you guys can't get cards regularly. Yeah, so what it's, it's partly because if we pull a big card, our biggest problem is selling the big card. Even if we do get our hands on something that's worth a few thousand euros. I didn't think about that. There's not really a great secondary market. So then we have to buy it. We have to somehow get the boxes from the States, mm-hmm. open them in Europe. And then when we open them, if something good comes out, we have to try and sell back into the States. That's what we call a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Exactly. Sure. You up for a couple of questions real quick? Then I got my yes, next guy shoot, shoot, in. shoot, shoot, shoot. All right, here you go. Uh, John T says, are there releases the buyers should avoid? Example, Bowman Road to UEFA dash U21. I don't even know what that means. It's like a submarine yeah, so the, title. The, <laughs> the under 21 European Championships is getting a Bowman release. There's only ever been Bowman MLS, I think, in soccer before, but it's going to be a, a Bowman under 21 European Championships release. The big thing on that is just don't just wait until we get confirmation on if all the teams are licensed, because I'm oh, not sure okay. that all the teams are licensed. Um, and if not, that's going to hurt the value of the set and you'll be able to pick it up post-release cheaper. So I wouldn't rush to pre-order that because it's going to be a light version and a hobby version. So you're in no great rush to pre-order. Just wait till it comes out, see exactly what's on the checklist and then go ahead and buy it. Okay. Next one from Zach says, with the transfer window winding down, what kind of price increases might we see for players who maybe get moved? Brandon Aronson uh, with Leeds or Holland with City. Is this like yeah, so, like free agency basically? Uh, no, so so Holland was on uh, was playing at Borussia Dortmund, then he got traded to Manchester City, and uh, Brendan Aronson was in Germany, and he got traded to uh, to Leeds. Uh, I mean, Leeds United is an interesting one to keep an eye on because they have an American manager, Jesse Marsh, and they have two American internationals who'll be at the World Cup: Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams. And Brendan Aronson scored at the weekend. It was the first time ever in the English Premier League that a American manager had an American player score a goal for his team in the Premier League. So it's like an American embassy up there in in, in Leeds. <laughs> um, like and then Haaland is gonna is gonna be like sc- gonna score a million goals this season. He's a young kid. All right, last question. I think the next guy just popped in. Uh, Harry Kane buy sell hold. Um, hold hold. Okay, because I, I think. I think uh, he's, he's going to be the England captain at the World Cup. So hold and see if they do something there. But then more importantly, hold because I think that Tottenham have a really good chance of running uh, Manchester City close in the Premier League this season. Most importantly, Aaron, Andrew Donnelly is going to be in Dublin this weekend. Where yeah. should he get a beer from? Um, he should go to O'Donoghue's on Marion Row. You're a pro. I appreciate you adjusting the time, man. Jesse Bales, we move you up. Chris pops in without texting. Is a whole show like this, so it's no problem. You you, you're doing very well to keep it all together. We're gonna talk in November. We're doing a weekly thing in November. We got some other soccer guys too, but obviously other soccer guys. (sighs) 
uh, other soccer people. I, w- I would never okay. insult you like that. All right, thank Jason Flynn, Soccer Cards United. Appreciate you, it, man. Go get a nap. Bye-bye. All right, we'll see you. Chris McGill, Card Ladder. Jesse's off doing whatever he's doing. Jason's half asleep. You're here in a new setting. Where are you? Setting. Did you move? I moved. I did move. Look at this. Is this your new house, new place? New digs. That's what we call climbing the ladder, my friend. Uh, climbing the ladder. Well, or falling in the pit of debt. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay, too. Sure. That that happens as well. But no, we, we relocated to Dallas. Oh, I can, wow. Cross-country move. Cross-country. I can look out my window, and I'm looking at the American Airlines Center. I thought you going to say the ocean. But that's fine, too. You have a fascination with Luca, so... That's probably yeah, just yeah. as exciting for you. I can look into Luca's blue eyes or I can look into the blue ocean and I chose Luca's blue eyes. We have season tickets, all 41 home games. Man. And we just, we YOLO'd a little bit, Mike, and we just said, let's just move to Dallas for some Mavs games and see how we like it. Okay. I liked it. I had no idea you were moving. Good for you. How do you like Dallas so far? How long have you been there, actually? Nice. Well, I ran some, you'll appreciate this. I ran some two on two yesterday for the first time in Dallas. Yep. It was fun. Didn't get uh, we played with a deflated, well, it's, I don't even need to get, I'm very upset. We played with a deflated ball. You as a Tom Brady fan might be able to appreciate that. I know about deflated balls. Yep. So, so but we've been here for about a week and it's been great. It's been a great time. I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it publicly. Pickup league rules here. We're a tough tandem. We did not get a chance to play together. I'm telling you right now, our in and out game is going to be strong one of these days. Yes, I just need to get my. Uh, you, you played seven straight games. That's correct. I tapped out after three. <laughs> tapped so out I... for the next three days after three, just, to be, just so the audience knows exactly what happened. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, true, true. You're getting used to the weather. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I had a, I had a, a couple things to talk to you about. I'll be honest with you. This is almost entirely focused on just your overall basketball knowledge today, though. Mm. Simply Finally. because we got this guy, Micah, in the group who does. You guys should hire this kid. I'm going to call him Arvin. a numbers nerd. He's probably like an awesome, like, standout just human being. I don't know. He might not be, but he sounds like a great guy. He's done a couple of these reports for us now. He's big on comparisons, numbers, pricing, breakdowns, kind of gives his overall thing. He did this with like the kind of the top 30 ish players in the league and then just some other guys who are relevant as well. I thought it was pretty cool and I would be curious to get your thoughts. Let me set sure. this. I'm going to set the table real quick. All right. Uh, he says, here's a couple quick notes about the list we're going to get into. I left LeBron on the list, although we don't need to talk about LeBron. With his football, he left Brady off because he's kind of the next level with pricing. With LeBron, he left him on because he still thinks there's room for improvement there, whereas Brady is more cemented. LeBron is still chasing in many people's eyes. I'm okay with that. Uh, the Kevin Durant he put on here is the refractor out of 1499. I uh, felt it was a high enough serial number, so there was at least a decent pop. This is another take that I actually think is horrendous. Clay is way too high. Selling above Chris Paul and Jokic is nonsense to me. Chris Paul, I have famously said, is as overrated a basketball player as has ever lived. Why does everybody hate Chris Paul? What's he the, doesn't what did he win, ever do to everybody? He doesn't win big games. <laughs> it's pathetic. And then I've, and you know why else I, it is? Because now I have to listen to people tell me he is better than John Stockton, which is mm. laughable. Yep, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, well, that's why you're here. Uh, Jokic being ranked 12th. And again, this is 12th in terms of pricing that's on here. Uh, coming off back-to-back MVP is kind of deterring the hype train. No, I do think that's a fair point. 
We talk about hype so much. The dude has won, and you, I think you have said before, some of the greatest statistical seasons ever. Back-to-back MVPs. Where's the yeah, hype? probably. What else can he do? <laughs> I, I, exactly. I think, uh, yeah. But but you know there is reason to be optimistic about the Nuggets. They they got rid of Barton and Monte Morris. They brought in Bruce Brown. They brought in KCP. So two three and D wings, and then you've got Aaron Gordon. You've got MPJ. You've got Jamal Murray. They're going to be rough to start, but I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the league. I, I declared today at my full court run, they are winning the championship this year. If Jamal Murray is healthy, Nuggets are winning the chip. Yeah, health permitting. Health yep. permitting. But, but you, got, you got the Clippers, you know, you got... Yeah. It's, it's true. The West is tough again. I'll give you that. All right, let me throw a couple of these prices at you then. I'm going to leave off LeBron because I don't hear. So Giannis, Prism, Silver. I just kind of... I guess I just want to go... Here's the numbers. What is your reaction to this more than anything? I don't want to do the buy-sell, that stupid stuff. Uh, yeah. So Giannis, Silver. Uh, last PSA 10 sale was 18,000. Uh, he also did like alternative grading. So like 8,500 for BGS. The only thing he does not have on here is pop, which offends me just a little bit, Micah. Yeah. The I'm pop curious. is actually a big factor on that card because the, pulled up. the Giannis Prism Silver PSA 10 pop is, is pretty low. It's, it's like a mere sliver of modern silvers. Like the silver in 2013 was a totally different scenario than the silver in 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah, so the Giannis card, for example, absolutely to your point, 75 is the pop. Yep. So I'm curious, though, you hear a number like that. What is like your just like your initial reaction to that number? 75 pop, Giannis, 18 grand. You know, <clears throat> I think it's high for a card that is being used as the, uh, the everyman. You know, we're, we're using this card as a substitute for sort of an entry point for the honest market. Uh, 18 grand is just not a realistic entry point for the vast, vast majority of us out there. So I think it's, it's, it's a high price. It's a high end card and it's a little confusing, you know, cause it's the silver and we've been acclimated to silvers being very common feeling, you know, like you get multiple silvers in every box of prism and, but the, but they were not common. So it's just a little confusing. I think it's high, but it's worth noting that that card was as high as 43 grand uh, within the last two years. <laughs> so I actually, actually two years ago, it was selling right before the bubble. It was selling for 43 grand. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Depends on your perspective, I guess. But, but I, I just think there's been a shift. Like if you're going to pay high-end price for Giannis, you probably want a serial number on the card, stuff like that. I like the fact, too, that you can be down less than half of your all-time high after winning another MVP, championship, <laughs> defensive player of the year, finals MVP, and you still are less than half. That's that's nice. And you're on, like, the prohibitive favorite to win the East. Yep. Okay, speaking of favorites to win the East, KD is going back to the Nets. I hate yes. the guy. I don't like anything about that team, but they're going to be – I don't know how they don't compete in the East. So he's got his Topps Chrome Refractor. So the pop on that card is, pull it up right now for you. So again, the card is serial number to $14.99. PSA 10s on all these, just to be clear. Selling yep. for about nine grand. Pop is 193. How is KD half of Giannis? That seems oh, insane to me. You're saying that's insane because why? Well, historically, I would argue, I think at least an argument could be made. KD is a top 12, 15 player. Yeah, two. You know, we were just talking Giannis, and he's got the Finals MVP. 
Well, uh, KD has, KD has two, two right? He has two of them. And, uh, you know, he didn't play a full season last year, but when he did play, he was on an MVP trajectory, as was Giannis. These guys are both great players. You know, the KD maxed out at uh, 56 grand. <laughs> this. <laughs> Like I'm okay with him coming crashing down, but that's yeah. insane that he's what twenty percent of what he was. Yeah, and I mean populations have been growing, and you know things like that. But uh, yeah, once again, you know it's like uh, it's just going to be the card that people look to get into for a player. Eighty five hundred is just or, or nine grand. I mean that's just a strong strong price to to get into a card on a player. I just, I feel like there's probably better value for lower numbered KD rookies. I think that's fair. And again, I just think the overall, I don't know if that means KD is supposed to go up or Giannis is supposed to come down, but to think that those cards are both crazy low pop and one is old school tops, Chrome numbered yep. refractor. That's yep. wild. The next one I'll be honest is just as, if I had to get off the top of your head, Kawhi Leonard, 2012 prism silver, Kawhi Leonard, PSA 10. You know what the pop is on that? In the 40s or 50s? 40. 40. That oh. is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and, it, and it's from the inaugural issue of Prism, you know, iconic card. So I'm, I am I would guess the PSA 10s, if the honest, is at 18. Maybe it's at around 12. So this one is going 7,800, the average of the last few. Oh, months. man. Okay. Well, here, now we have one that I say feels a little low. That feels low. Yeah, and, and again, I guess it makes sense. He missed an entire season. There's absolutely zero right. hype around Kawhi at this point, although if he comes back. There's a couple others I just don't care about. James Harden, $6,000. I wouldn't pay that to have him on my team. Never mind for any card. <laughs> yeah, but, but Harden has the workout photos. He's the summer champion, as our friend Kevin would say. I, I, that makes me not respect Kevin as much, for being honest. Clay's He's being sarcastic. Yeah, oh, but thank yeah. goodness. Clay's another one, though. Inaugural year, 2012. Pop on that, on the clay silver. It's got to be low, man. It's 27. Um, like, yeah. So crazy. again, I mean, it's it's hard to say. The last sold was in April at 4,800. The card ladder value, because of the his, the rest of his market's like 2,700. But the fact, like, again, I think that's also tough to do. Anything 2012 Prism, I just think is a different animal. Inaugural year, that whole. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, there were so few parallels. You had green and gold parallels and yeah man i i don't know in clay you know clay's got four rings he's made an amazing comeback um i think he's going to be better next year than he was last year i don't know that's a fun choice i think but but he's never going to be the alpha you know he's if if that's what you like to collect he's never going to be that that's another team too if you told me they won next year i don't know that i'd be shocked like you got Wiseman yeah. and Kaminga coming back, the rest of the team pretty much there. Jordan Poole still. Like if you said that, hey, this team repeats. Like okay, All right, let me throw a couple. Of the, oh, good. We we start having weird discussions if they repeat. And Steph Curry has five rings, and well, then Curry's got to be top ten. Like if that happens, and then all of a sudden you've got this dynasty that's sort of looking at becoming a ten-year thing, and yeah, I that'd be really weird. I, as a Michael Jordan super fan, I'm not ready to have those Curry-MJ discussions yet. I'll just say that. See, I'll be honest, though. The thing Curry gets knocked for is the thing Kobe gets a pass on. It's always irritated me. He was not the best player on those finals teams with Durant. Because he was. I I don't think he was. No, But I would argue the same thing. Kobe wasn't either for the first three people with Shaq. Agreed. 
but we Agreed. get that comparison. So I, yeah, it's tough. And as a point guard, I think we're off the hook. But I, it does make me nervous because I'm gonna have to start hearing he's better than Magic, which I'm still not ready to accept. But oh well. All right, let me throw a couple at you just, and then I'll be done All with this whole thing. So right. Luca right now is at your boy, your neighbor, is mm-hmm. at twenty two hundred dollars. Obviously, the pops a little over two thousand. That card had topped out at ten grand. Like, what is your idea with that Luca card right now? It seems like it's stabilized a bit uh, in the two grand price range, which is good. I think it's nice to have a little stability lately. The population is over two thousand, so you know the the comparison for that card population wise is like the O three tops Chrome LeBron PSA ten, which has a population at about two thousand as well. That LeBron is at about eight grand. This Lucas Silver is at about two grand. I think you know LeBron being four times Luca is 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 good, or maybe that gap could even be wider. But uh, I, I think two grand is the price for that card. I don't see a tremendous upside for that card. Just uh, as a collector, I just don't. You know, I think that's just the, if you want to own the iconic Luca card. You know, it's probably that one, but I, I don't, I don't know if it ever gets back to ten grand. Okay, so then the other two, I'm curious, and I think you're probably down on both these guys. So Zion and Ja, I know you mm. hate Ja Morant. <laughs> I love Ja. What do you mean? He's my hate favorite. Ja Morant. His words. Luca's doing like fourteen. Uh, excuse me. Zion's doing like fourteen fifty. Ja's doing yeah. like twelve ish. Okay. I actually don't hate that price on Ja Morant because I think that team is going to win games again. Wait, did you year. say that Jaw is below Zion? Zion again the last the average of the last 3 is 1500ish. The very last one was 1470. Yeah, this whole Zion Zion's a same thing. He showed up like hard and lost a little weight and people went nuts. And so a guy who missed the whole season is out selling a guy who led his team and won around and also beat Golden State two games. And dude, do you remember game 1 of that Golden State series where like Morant, dude, if that layup goes in we have we probably we have a different have series in the finals yeah yeah so, and i'm t- look i'm gonna tell you memphis is getting disrespected this offseason you know oh they lost kyle anderson oh you lost slow-mo oh no look this team is young everybody's gonna all the young guys are gonna come back a little bit better desmond bain i wouldn't be surprised to see that guy make another jump Morant doesn't really have too much higher to jump i just feel like memphis is getting disrespected right now Morant's market has corrected substantially since the spring. I can't believe, given what he's accomplished, that Morant is cheaper than Zion. Yeah, that's wild. I'll tell you, the guy who's totally fallen off a cliff, because these two players were identical almost the entire year before this. Trey Young and John Morant were the same level, and his yep. high-end stuff was outselling it. Trey yep. Young's Prism Silver right now is doing a little over $600. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't like Trey. So I don't need him on my team. But the dude is going to score in bunches and win some games. They are, man. And, and if DeAndre Hunter can somehow play defense for two, then <laughs> they'll, they'll, the Hawks should be really a formidable team. But yeah, I mean, Trey Young is literally one of the best offensive players in the league year after year. I think people do Trey in relation to Luka. And there, there's, there's been like a 3x multiplier thing going on there. But I, I like comparing Trey to Ja. They, they're, they're more similar. In Same terms position. of, yeah, so, yeah, and if so, Trey is half off of job, but but Ja deserves it. Ja is on a team that you can reasonably believe is going to be contending and pushing towards conference finals, whereas the Hawks, what happened? They got they got roasted in the first round last year. It was not good. Yeah, it's, and it was going to be tough for him to repeat. There's a couple of the names, and I'll be done. Jamal Murray again because he's such a, it's such an older card. 
650 bucks. I think he's going to come back, but I'm not tying up any money right now. I think you yep. could wait three, four months. I just like that that dude shows up in the in the playoffs. When stuff actually is on the line, I do love that. Jalen Brown's another guy. Jalen Brown's $400. But maybe there's some of the whole clay, not the alpha there. That could that could be part of that as well. Yep. Yep. Um, and the only other one on here I think is a little bit, it's just kind of funny. And I don't have it. This is not reasonable. Lonzo Ball is 80 bucks right now. <laughs> I think that team could actually have like a great start to the season like they did last last year. If I told you at the end of the fir- after the first 20 games they have the third best record in all of basketball. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be shocked. I think that's what that team is. So he's another guy like a cheap option. I don't know. A- even DeAndre Ayton under 100 bucks doesn't seem crazy to me. So whatever. Yep. There's a whole bunch of like random numbers. People are that, that definitely seems like the more fun place to collect right now. The DeAndre Ayton's, the Lonzo Balls, these guys who are going to be big contributors to decent teams, possibly teams with great upside if we're talking about the Suns. And, you know, they're affordable. It feels like there's room to run. And, you know, if it flames out, you're not taking a big spanking. And I also think, like, those are the type of cards, too, that to go from 100 to 125 is a pretty easy jump for a buyer. But from sure. a seller side, it's like, oh, that's 25%. Like, I'm in on sure. that. Sure. So, Absolutely. Um, I should have led with this. Is there anything on your mind today? Sometimes you come with an agenda, which I like. I did not come with an agenda. I have okay. been moving for the last week. You know, I'm I'm so excited to be locked into. I can't wait for the season to start. I'm so glad we're talking basketball again. It's nice to be talking NBA. You know, training camp starts in like about a month for most of these teams. So I'm so ready for I'm so ready for the NFL. The NFL is going to be made. What's going on with your boy Brady? You know, is he actually he's going dancing to be- with people with a mask on? I don't know what that's about. I'm I'm worried because look, I actually have tickets to the Buccaneers visiting the Cowboys at Jerry World on September 11th, but I need Brady to play or else I got hosed on those ticket prices, Mike. I'll tell you right now, 2018 Tom punches 2022 Tom in the face. Taking time off to dance with a bag over your head, not acceptable. This isn't happening. The guy has always been about the repetitions. You got to have the reps, the practice. Yep. Now he's just not there. Gronk's playing three on three basketball somewhere. I don't know. I have my fears. But Gronk's going to be back, man. He's going to come back week 14. He'll be back. I wouldn't, I'd be okay with that. There actually is one Brady note I had. A PWCC. Did you see the Brady? I think we talked about this privately. That Brady refractor sold for 100 grand. So it's 2000 Bowman Chrome refractor, BGS95. Yes which has a minuscule population, yes. $100,000. Yeah, okay. I have a Brady factoid for you. Oh. So Brady, there's something weird going on emotionally in the hobby where the hobby is trying to figure out its love affair for Tom Brady. This hobby loves Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the undisputed goat of football. He's actually statistically underappreciated. He put up the single best quarterback rating season in NFL history, like this guy doesn't really get his dues in terms of individual accolades. Blue say always oh, got the the seven championships, but there's so much more to it than that. He, you know, but anyway, the hobby was in this this euphoria with Brady around February March, and then it calmed down. And so, like, here's a, one thing that tells that story: the Brady Champ ticket, BGS eight five auto ten, oh. sold for two million with PWCC in February, sold for 1.2 last month. Same card, wasn't it? Like the actual same owner. It was a a flip gone awry, a failed investment. The guy, poor girl, got to hold the card for four months 
lose $800,000 in value, pay another $60,000 in buyer's premium. I mean, just got a bad draw. <laughs> but, selling, uh, who is selling that card at a loss right now? Like, unless you just jump, unless you just jumped in over your head in the first place, I guess. Which would be understandable. Hey, they, somebody got overextended, but but otherwise, it's the Brady Champ ticket. There's a hundred copies of this card. It's Brady's best card. Why is anybody selling this card? Why hold this card? Cherish that card. Enjoy that card. I also struggle Not- with that card because as low as the pop is, and I think you mentioned this. They come up for sale. A little more than, and I actually had a reason for that because because I think in that conversation was being had, I was like, hey, like some of these mantles you'll just never yep. see, yep. but the Brady it keeps coming. The, the, my counter to that is though, but Mantle has also never experienced the Brady market, which has happened twice. I'm not saying Mantle's not a it's, it's a great investment if you had it, great, but after 2014, that's when I sold out of Brady entirely. His sure. stuff like five to ten x overnight, and it was like even though I love the guy reasonably speaking, I got to support my family. Like it's gone. That happened again, like in 2020, like the cards went from, Hey, this auto used to be a nice on-card auto. It was two grand. Now it's 19. So yep. I do think that plays into that narrative too. Like, yeah, the, the mantle cards don't come up, but if that mantle card five X overnight, we'd see some. They we would just start flying. Totally agree that they would start flying. You know, but, but I, with Brady, man, if he, if, if, you know, let's say the bucks come back and, you know, Brady's on pace for 4,500 yard season and he's throwing all these touchdowns. The hobby's going to go just swing right back to its love affair with Tom Brady. And I mean, what happens if, God forbid, eight? Oh, I mean, it's, um, it's, 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 it's not unrealistic. It could happen. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing that messed with the Brady thing. So they get eliminated from the playoffs, which, you lose in the in the championship game like that shouldn't be held against you or maybe it was second round i forget when the rams beat him rams might that might have been the the divisional round cuz i think the rams played the niners the next round anyways it was like well he's going to the super bowl and then he comes up short for him that's coming up short that fake retirement thing i don't know if that's even his fault but i do think that messed with people emotionally and with his pricing yep. too Agreed. but if you tell me like he comes back this year competitive season makes a run and then legitimately is walking away i think that's when we see another like Okay, the pricing increase happens, and that's when guys start to just forget about his stuff. Like, I'm just not, it's not going to hit the market again. I hope. I totally guess. agree. I, I totally agree. It'll be scary, man, if he gets eight. Yeah, that's at that point, I mean, I don't even know what you'd do. So, all right, I have a couple quick questions I thought would be interesting sure. to get your take on, uh, and I'll let you go. My buddy John, PSA 10, PSA 20, John, inside joke. I can't allow you in. No offense. He says, with the new loan forgiveness program just enacted, do you think this, is going to contribute at all to an influx in money in the market. <laughs> I love this question. Two people asked this, and I was like, "Is this yeah. maybe this is a thing? You're not paying your your student loans. You're buying yep. cards now." Yep. No, it's it's a fair question. It just makes me laugh because it's like the stimulus bill thing all over again. Yeah. But uh, look, you know, <laughs> hey man, we're always looking for a reason to get pumped up about our market. Sure. And I and I can't be mad at anybody about that. But I I think like the technicality of that is like, hey, if you have fifty grand student loans and ten grand gets knocked off of it, that just means you're you're gonna be paying twenty percent less on your monthly basis. So maybe like your your monthly student loan bill goes from four hundred bucks to you know three hundred and twenty or something. Like sure. it's just it's it, I don't think it's moving the needle in a substantial way, but I I wouldn't be mad if it did. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, government, for uh, funding these sports card investments. Yeah, thanks for nothing. I didn't go to college, so wonderful. Whatever. Still behind the eight ball. Uh, here's another okay, one. Okay, Mike, you didn't go to college. Think about the people who went and already paid all their loans. Like people with new places in Dallas. Yeah, real tough. <laughs> all right. Uh, James has a question. He says, when you choose to grade a, car, a card authentic versus a number grade, when would you choose to do that? He has an example, but... I hate this, by the way. The only time I do this personally, and I'm curious what your take is, I only do this with vintage and when the card is beat to, is is beat up enough where it's possible for a two. And I go authentic because I think an authentic is going to outsell a one. And if it comes back a one in the future, I've sold it and somebody's paying more because they, they have like some hope around it getting a bump. Fair. Well, what's, what was the example? So I recently picked up a nice quad auto card with LeBron and Yao Ming which has got to be worth some coin. Yao didn't sign hardly at all. It was signed with a silver ink pen, and some of the ink got smudged on the back of the card. I assume mm. it'll hurt the grade a lot, so I was thinking of just getting it graded authentic. I don't think it hurts that card. Yeah, authentic I, versus like it, an eight. It's, all, it's also like dependent upon what the card is. So like in this case, you see these multiplayer autograph cards show up in authentic slabs. And especially if the autograph grade were to grade a 10, and it sounds like if the ink is on the back of the card, I don't think that impacts the front side autograph grade. Could be wrong about that. I think you're right. If, yep. if you're able to get an autograph grade of 10 and you slab it authentic, that, that is commonplace. That's normal to see in the world of multiplayer autograph cards. But for other cards, like I would rather see the numerical. Like if we're talking like ones and twos. Okay. But like, other than that, I would rather see the numerical grade. I, if it's like a three or four, I still want to see it. I, and if I'm a buyer, I'm I'm leery of an authentic. I'm I'm a, I know what I'm getting if it's a three or a four or something like that. Oh, that's fair. Little criticism here from from Nat. He says, "Can you ask Chris why there are so many vintage cards on the card ladder, but there is no SGC grade option for them?" I guess I don't care about that. But are, is that coming, or is it? You guys are kind of done oh, with the yes. ladder side, right? No, that's a great question. And do you say that was from Nat? Not, not your Nat. My oh, Nat. I was going to say, wow, Nat, Nat, Thor. Is, Nat, Nat Thor. is getting into the weeds. Okay. So Nat wants to, yeah. So first of all, um, we are, when it makes sense, adding SGC grades at the same time, we're adding PSA 10 and BGS. And we could always use more coverage of SGC. So totally fair criticism. And, but you know, look, if, if the card you're looking for doesn't have an SGC grade in the ladder, go over to sales history. You should be able to find it there. I'll be honest. That is my biggest selling point for card ladder, period. Now, I don't even use the ladder anymore. I, I honestly am just a sales history guy, but uh, I'm in on that. Uh, James Martin, I just two left. This question comes up all the time a jersey numbered card. He, he cites Austin Riley. I don't care about Austin Riley, but I would pay more and have paid more and have sold them for more of number 12 of a Tom Brady card or number yes. 23. Absolutely. My whole thinking is if it's an iconic guy, it's a pretty big price bump. Oh, absolutely. Look, the Brady Bowman Gold 2000, number 12 of 99, just sold for around 190 grand uh, in a recent auction. So, I mean, is that cheap? Is that high? But it certainly, certainly outpaces the price in the grade of BGS 9 for non-Jersey numbered copies. There, there's no doubt the jersey number gets a premium. Sometimes it gets weird though, like with Michael Jordan, like does 45 out of whatever get a premium? Does 12 out of one whatever get a premium? Because he wore that jersey number once. Does nine his Olympic jersey number? That you start to get weird about it. 
but yeah, Jersey numbered is, is very cool, especially for players from eras who didn't have one of ones or very many one of ones like Brady, like Jordan, like Kobe's early cards. Then the Jersey numbers is really, I agree. Yeah. So like he's asking specific specifically about Austin Riley. I don't know. To me, an Austin Riley card, like a 20% bump maybe is probably reasonable on that. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, do you want to pay the bump for the same card just with a slightly different, you know, the numerator is different. Do you want to pay me as a buyer? I don't. I, even I for avoid. Luka. So if you get like Luka. a night, really? Yeah. But, you know, there's some Jordan? Same thing, just because like the cards are so expensive, you know, it's, it's okay. just like, I, I don't need it. I'm, I'm not there. But for Luca, something interesting, his jersey number is 77, obviously. There's lots of cards with print runs that are 50, 49, 25, 20. He actually has very few like prism jersey numbered rookies. The card has to be high numbered for it to have. So that's something to keep in mind when you're talking about players who wear high numbers. That's it. I didn't think of that. Um, okay. Last question here from John C. He says, I'm curious with the recent tre- trends of MJ and Brady, they seem to be climbing again. It is true with Brady. I don't know if it's true. I can't speak to the MJ. I don't follow it. Certain cards more than others, but those goats seem to be rock solid, almost like yeah. bank CDs. I always get nervous when we get to, to, uh, when we walk up to the line, like, Oh, this is safe. This is a mm-hmm. sure thing. I always get nervous about stuff like that, but Here's the re- here's the theoretical reason why it should work that way. With Jordan and Brady, they're going to be the beneficiaries of young players' prices going up because there's a logic of comparison. You say, "Oh, if Mahomes is X, then you know, and 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 then Mahomes goes to two X, then what does that do to Brady cards? Theoretically, that should move them up. Or you know, if if Jordan is Y, and all of a sudden, you know. Giannis is selling for Z, you know, how does that move the Jordan market? So I just threw out a lot of random variables there that didn't really make a ton of sense. But basically what I'm saying is when the young guys go up, theoretically the goats follow suit. So you're the beneficiary of hobby interest and young guys going up, the goats should go up. And then there does seem to be downside protection because there's very little that can happen that will tarnish or harm these guys' legacies. Although you do start worrying about it. Well, Steph Curry, you know, but if he gets all these rings and stuff, you do start worrying a little bit about how that impacts the legacy of these guys. But ultimately, you know, that's the that's the fear behind it. But we've seen Jordan come down. We've seen Kobe come down. We've seen LeBron come down. We've seen Brady come down. You know, we've seen it happen. So I, I just hesitate before I get, 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 get close to saying something safe. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, like you in theory, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I look at that contenders that just sold for 100 exactly. instead of 300. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I mean, can't get much more safe than that card. Apparently it could, so. That's yeah, what anyways, I'm saying. It's a what, yeah. Def- I am excited, though. I think basketball's coming, I, especially basketball, too. I was just saying this before you jumped on. I think the new rookie class is so putrid. I don't think there's any hobby love or hype, especially now that Chet is gone. I actually oh. think we see guys start chasing the vets again. We see, like, a, a, an emphasis on that, which I think yeah. helps the hobby overall. I think that's 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 right. I think Paolo is pretty good, but dude, Chet Chet going down, man. In, oh. in a summer, oh come on, he's out for the whole year. Foot issues, foot issues are never good. Oh, that's terrible, man. I, I that was really awful. Kick in the face. Well, there you go, the Chris. Balls. Yeah, <laughs> that's also fair. Yeah, cool. Appreciate you jumping on. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you next month, probably like. A little closer to, I think, tra- what do you say? Training camp's like a month from now, right? Yeah. Get into a little more NBA. So, Chris McGill from Card Ladder. Again, if you want to get on the Card Ladder, 
train. Go to sportscardsnonsense.com. Under our card services, there is a link to save 20% or 15%. I don't know. You save money on there. Uh, and card letters, that's why we always talk about it. You can use the sales history. You can track your own collection, all that different stuff. And if you sure. do it right, you can get yourself a new place in Dallas. <laughs> that's what I always Thank tell you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, shout out to Jesse. We miss you, Jesse. We need the big fella back. I will tell you yeah. right now, I am 0 for 2 on interviews. Bring it up to the normal level. Granted, Sleepy Jason didn't help, but Jesse adds the flair. That is what is missing from today's show. Well, I think to... you're you're doing a great job in his stead, but uh, it's just not the same without Jesse. Not the same. All right. Thank you, Chris. We'll catch you later, man. See you, Mike. All right. So there you go. There's a bunch of other mailbag questions. I'll be honest. I have no more desire to be speaking into a microphone at this point. Uh, that was your show. We got a bunch of stuff coming up next week. We have the film crew coming in that did the documentary with us a few months ago. They're going to be in studio. And next week, Mike can confirm this. I believe next week we are Tuesday? Tuesday is correct. Tuesday of next week. So Tuesday, Thursday, the film crew will be in. We're doing like the concluding scenes for that. But we're going to have those guys jump on. I told him, I was like, I would like you on the pod for like five or ten minutes just because they're in person. Just kind of give some perspective on what this thing is going to be. Uh, I'm assuming Jesse will be back on, on Tuesday. Uh, unless I hear different. And then, uh, yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff happening this weekend. Card Shop Live will be selling. We did some selling this morning. We'll be selling this weekend again. Uh, plenty of select and other football breaks happening then, too. So, And I'm sure there'll have to be some other hobby news between now and then as well. So there you go. That is your show solo. I can say confidently it is not as good without the big fella here. There's no banter. It is not the same thing. But, oh, well. You got a show anyways. So there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. We'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.